The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast. I am one of your sleepy, sleepy hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your sleepy, sleepy hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. And let me just say, the weather has finally turned, so it really was a beautiful day today, actually. Now, uh, today, though, in in real time, real world human time, is Thursday the day that this episode, Here Comes the Flood, came out, and we are trying to get on a new recording schedule, so... Where we're ahead uh, of it. Yeah, we are prepared. We were prepared. And uh, I know we didn't say it last week. We posted it in the the comment section of our podcast. But happy Nurses Week. Happy belated Nurses Week. We appreciate you. The backbone of the hospital operations. We salute you. Thank you for all you do. I don't know how you do it. Well, they just do it. They just Nike it up. No, man. I don't know how. They run around in their Crocs and their Hoka's and their on clouds and, and they just and their Brooks and they just fucking do it. So I respect. So let's start this episode off with number one. Make sure to hit the uh, follow button, the subscribe button, give a five star review wherever you listen. If you're listening on Spotify, hit that five star button. It takes just a second. If you're on iTunes, hit that five star button. It takes just a second, but definitely write a review if you have a moment. We definitely appreciate it, and it helps us in the algorithms, which are constantly changing, but the thing that never goes away is reliance on the ratings. So uh, tell all your friends, even if they don't listen to the podcast, hey, I got this podcast that I listen to, and they need a five-star rating. Give me your phone so I can just put a five-star rating in there and just do it. And I appreciate that. Kelsey appreciates that. And uh, all the other listeners that are going to hear this show appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. Follow our personal accounts at chaoticallykelsey, at carmen.gabriel.official. And make sure to email Kelsey with all of your favorite Gray's questions, comments, thoughts, and concerns at graysacademypod at gmail.com. And Kelsey, you've got a couple shout-outs today, don't you? Yes. I wanted to shout out our good friend and supporter, Katya. Been chit-chatting with her on the Instagram constantly. She was one of the people who told me um, that hospitals are ranked and that's not a made up thing because she has had to go to like very specific hospitals for like specific needs. So she was doing a lot of research on it. And then the other day she was telling me that because of our podcast, she has been introducing her husband to shows that she's a fan of that he's never seen before. So this is like recreating it with like other shows. So that's like their fun little date night is like, they'll like one of them will pick something and watch it together. So I just thought that was fun. I love that, Katya. Keep doing that. And also, shout out 
Uh, I know I shouted her out in the last episode, but Maddie has also been uh, really, really just saying just incredibly nice things through the Instagram chats. Uh, Megan also, we love our friend mm-hmm. Megan who uh, uh, breezed right past me and finished <laughs> Scandal before me. Are you, um, have you finished that yet? No, we haven't. We I have not finished Scandal. That's insane. Well, because we also were, we've, you know, watching Ted Lasso. Oh um, God, I need to watch every that. every week. Uh, oh, this ep- th- this episode wasn't as good as last week's episode, but it was still very good. Um, and also, uh, Alicia, haven't heard from you for a while, but we appreciate you. And uh, Hannah, hope you're doing well. I'm trying to think, who am I? I mean, am I missing anyone? I'm trying to think if there's anyone that uh, just want to make sure we take a second to shout out. Anyone else in, on your mind? Have you talked to Amber at all on Instagram? Talked to her on the Gray's Instagram account. She was one of the many people who sent me the message about um, Isaiah Washington and then also sent me um, like a radio interview he did a couple of years ago where he was also being shitty, which is now not surprising to me. Um, And so she had sent me the link to that. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but she did send me the link to that. Hmm. No, I, I, she, I don't know if Amber's messaged me if, um, I'm trying to go through some Instagram messages. Oh, Jade. Shout out Jade. Brittany uh, had sent us that really funny meme you. of the inside out people, but it was like the interns. Oh yeah. That one was funny. Yep. Good times. Uh, yeah. We've got, we've got some really, really great, great fans. So, we stand. um, we, we stands our fans, you know? So anyways, Amber, reach out, say hello. I don't know if I've talked to you. She doesn't want I'm to like, talk to you. She wants to talk to me. That's why she's that's fair. messaging that's the Grey's account specifically. You're that's fair. She worst. wants to talk about those spoilies. Whatever. What, what about our uh, our friend from uh, Botswana? What about her? She's probably just living her life. Not everyone her can name? just email us all the time. What, but what was her name? Bill for time. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that you... you uh, had to look it up still uh you sibu uh just want to shout you out too we appreciate you i'm i'm excited for the episode eventually when it comes up that it that it shouts out botswana i was thinking about that because botswana was in our top 10 last week so uh and every time a new episode comes out there must be a good amount of uh friends in botswana who have subscribed to the episode on whatever streaming service they listen to because we always get a spike from botswana on um Release day. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Kelsey, mm-hmm. ready to talk about Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have been this whole time, but like, <laughs> ready to talk about this episode? No, never, never are. Um, this is the fourth episode of the fifth season and is the 82nd episode overall. And it is called Brave New World. And that's a song. Brave New World is a song by Iron Maiden, which is classified as a heavy metal band, but I never felt like they were very heavy metal. I also like heavy metal to me and like metal are very different in my opinion. Really? I digress. Yeah. Like I would consider them metal. I wouldn't consider them heavy metal. Like I would also consider Judas priest metal rock, but like not heavy metal. Who's heavy metal? I don't know. Um, I would need to like, uh, I would say, uh, Avenge Sevenfold is like closer to heavy metal. Do you do you not care for heavy metal? 
listen, there are songs that are that are that are cross kind of genre that I appreciate, but as a rule of thumb, I don't gravitate towards heavy metal. Is heavy metal when they're screaming at you? I think that would be more like screamo metal heavy metal screamo i don't there's there's so many subgenres of genres there are sometimes when gallery 81 yells at me though but only when you're not chasing your dreams Mm, there's like i feel like there's one song where it's like it's a little yelly what what's i would know i'm too sleepy no you're too sleepy you don't remember. No. You need to go listen to all of the songs after this. And I'm make going sure. to bed after this, but I'll figure it out at some point and I'll tell you when you <laughs> yelled at me via song. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, so Brand New World is the 12th album from Iron Maiden. It was released on May 29th, 2000. And a fun little tidbit here. I didn't realize that there were original members of the band that had left and com- come back to the band. So this is the first kind of reunited album that they had released as a group. Uh, Brave New World was not a single in uh, the album. The singles from this album was actually The Wicker Man and Out of the Silent Planet. But this album in general did have a pretty good running. Uh, this the, the song Brave New World didn't do too well on the charts, but the, the album did, it was uh, top 10 in Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Italy, Norway, Scotland, Sweden, and the UK. It also reached as high as number 39 on the U S billboard 200. So also very interesting. It had a random 2000. So this came out in 2000, but it had a random 2010 charting in the Greek albums, in, uh, in 2010, it reached number 72 in, in Greece. And then in 2021, it reached number 27 in Portugal. So I don't know where all oh, of a sudden you know they're what? like... No, when I was looking it up, um, I had to go back and I found the original because the one that kept coming up was like 15th anniversary remastered edition or something. Oh, so I sent you the original because okay. I didn't want to send you a remastered version. Well, no, no, but in the... In the uh, but that's probably why that wouldn't have shown from the the chart. It doesn't matter. It's okay. So, anyways, big big uh, fans across the world of the Iron Maiden, uh, the group, and the song itself was just okay. I didn't hate it, but I did not download it. I actually would. I'll give it a three out of five. A resident, uh, even. But the thing that really gets me is actually it's a very very lyrically complex song. So I really like the chorus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and quote the chorus to you. A brave new world in a brave new world. A brave new world in a brave new world. In a brave new world. A brave new world. In a brave new world. A brave new world. Breathtaking. Breathtaking lyrics. That was... You're just being a little judgmental when you've done similar things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, actually it was, it was good. So it was very intrigued. So the first line is dying swans, twisted wings. And I was like, okay. Then the next line is beauty not needed here. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. Getting some, some, some darkness in here. I'm liking it. So anyways, that's what I got for you. I did not download it, but it is a good song. Would you download a four out of five or do you only download a five out of five? So I think that. I think a four, a four or a five out of five have, mm-hmm. have would would be downloadable. Okay, just curious. But like, 
songs that are I think that there could be songs that I've already had in my uh in my iTunes library like for example the first ever the pilot hard days night mm-hmm. I already had that in my iTunes library right. but I wouldn't consider that song a 5 out of 5 okay good to know but like let it be 5 out of 5 That one song that we listened to at your oh house, my at Michael's God, house, was, was just so bad. Zero out of five. It's like negative was it 12 under the, out of five. Under the blinding death sun it's of a thousand good. light bulbs. I don't remember what it was. I don't know, but it Podcast, was Podcast, Okay, so this episode was written by Deborah Kahn and directed by Eric Stoltz, who I'm looking at his... Um, resume now and he has done um, he also directed some how to get away with murders oh how to get away with murder murder oh wait no he acted in how to get away with murder I just misspoke I'm so sorry he also directed how to get away with murder and he Tom Hanks it Later in life, he is going to appear as an actor in Grey's Anatomy. Oh. So he is truly living in Shondaland. Speaking of living in Shondaland, I had I had texted Kelsey the, the other night, and I was like, how crazy would it be if Ellen Pompeo just showed up in an episode of Bridgerton? And Kelsey was just like, well, I guess that'd be good for her. I mean, I'd good be for happy her. for her. But she's like part of the reason that she stayed with Grace so long. She's been vocal about this. She's like, oh, you get to a certain age and like it's just hard to find work. So like I'm just going to stay here. I mean, also, she's like the highest paid female in television. So like cares. But I mean, if Shonda's a friend, which I believe that she is. Yeah. I mean, even if she was just like, I just want to do one episode, just a, a cameo, you know? Well, I know like with Maisel, like everyone from Gilmore has been in Maisel almost. Oh, are you She's, caught up on Miss Maisel? I have not seen a single episode of Miss Maisel in my life. Oh. <laughs> but I know that Amy is reusing a lot of her Gilmore people, so. Living well, in Paladino land. <laughs> I would watch that show with you. It's very good. And the guy, the goofy guy who is also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Kirk. Yeah, he was Shots. in the latest episode. Sean Gunn. Yes. Yes. He was in the latest episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Amy's reusing her people too. Once you get in in Hollywood with the right people, you're good to go. It's all about who you know. And pretty soon, you and I will be on our fast track to Hollywood. Ugh. I can't go. Very busy. Uh, (laughs) This episode aired October 16th, 2008 to 14.57 million views. Let me read you the Netflix synops. Meredith gets upset when Derek finds her mother's diary and Callie worries about her first official date with Erica. That's all. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Nothing about... Christina discovers her love of dermatology. She doesn't love that. Christina discovers her love of watching dermatologists exist. Still a love. Also, let me just let you guys all, all of you know now. 
uh, Dr. Dr. Daisy, Daisy Petman. What is it? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she is my new favorite actress in this show. She's my number one. That's so dumb. Why is she? Please tell me she's a recurring character. No. And I'll be honest with you. When I looked her up for Shondaland, she's only done like four other things ever. She wasted opportunity. Sometimes it's not just about someone being pretty. I'm not saying that she should be in Grey's because she's pretty, but she also, that was grade A acting on her end in that scene. I believe that she was a dermatologist. Oh my God. You're dumb. Anyways, she's my new crush. I'm going to go follow her on Instagram right now. Okay. I love that for you. Let's talk about this episode. Are you going to talk about this episode? I'm going to talk about this episode. (laughs) I I won't do that right now. Uh, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's fucking do this. All right, what was the recap? So we got uh, the recap recap. We've got Alex and Izzy being fucking weird to each other and him crying. And apparently that's a terrible thing. George is getting the opportunity to take his test. And Lexi loves him. They're best friends, apparently. Callie and Han are eyeing each other and they're going to do something sexual. And Meredith thinks that she's happy. And Derek has moved in officially. And Derek moved in officially. I also, this, I know we're going to get into this, but fucking good, good episode for George. Excellent George episode. Excellent. Like top notch. Probably best so far. If I never Not saw. Not a weak spot in the episode for George. No. If I only saw this episode and I never saw anything from seasons one through three of George, George could make a case as my favorite character. Mm. If I only saw this episode. If I only saw this episode. Wild. I don't know. It was a good episode for him. Mm -hmm. Proud of you, George O'Malley. Not to be mistaken with George O'Leary. True. True. Um, Okay. Let's see. Let's. What, what do we want to start with? What do we want to start with? Uh, let's. Do you want to start with uh, Izzy, Izzy and and Alex? That's because what I was going to say. Because it takes us right yeah, into our, yeah, yeah, our yeah. first patient. Yeah. So Izzy and Alex are still in a weird spot, and I love how this episode opens. Very funny. Izzy knocks on Meredith and Derek's door. Derek's nudie pants opens, um, and she's like, "I need twenty dollars," but Alex won't give it to me. So he makes her hide and then is like, Karev, give me 20 bucks. And Alex just obliges and then goes away and he gives it to Izzy. And I love the, very cool. You're cool now. Not that you weren't before, but you were not before. So (laughs) do you want some pizza? Yeah, that was a good scene. I really, I think it's maybe one of my favorite openers that we've Mm -hmm, had in a long time. Yeah. Because it's like, and I, with the subtitles on, it's funny too, because it like you see some of it happen before they say it yeah and you go you're pretty cool and i'm like oh you know that is nice because here you also have to think that all of these guys being meredith's friends over the year yeah a year and a half i guess that the show has taken place in five seasons whatever yeah 
is that their feet that like they get to hear the shitty stuff. They hear the shitty stuff, but mm-hmm. not all the good things. And this is a moment where we get to see Derek the person, not Derek the attending or Derek the uh, trying to leave his wife. You know. Yeah. So, also the fact that. Alex just literally says nothing, doesn't ask any questions, yeah, and just gives like, Derek a 20. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Naked guy. So that was funny. And then, yeah, when she's like, you want to share some pizza? And he's like, mm, nope. Door slam. I'm gonna, just going to wait naked naked in here for Meredith. Yeah. But, yeah, is he is he an Alex? I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> like, this... Is this the new this Meredith and Derek? Is, this shit is dumb. Yes! Because I actually enjoy Derek and Meredith right now. Yeah. But Izzy just keeps forgiving Alex. And it's just not cool. Because Alex Alex is like not... At this point, he's not just being a dick. And I think she actually says this. Like, you know, you, like at this point, don't treat me like an asshole. Yeah. Outside of or, or at work, you can do it outside of work, but the at work stuff—it's—it's it's literally tanking my career, and that is just bullshit. That's got to fucking stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a doormat or whatever either. Yeah, um, that's what it was. So okay, so she—they have—they get sent to the ER, and Izzy um like takes this guy who's going to get stitches and he needs stitches because his wife threw a remote at him like you do. Also though, I'm like, what is wrong with your remote that you can throw it so hard that the person who gets hit by it needs stitches. That's a, they're using one of those jagged remote. Like I know it was 2008, (laughs) but like, what were we doing with our remotes? Also, if he's just sitting there constantly watching TV, why wasn't the remote in his hand? <laughs> Maybe she yanked it out of his hand and threw it at him. That's what I would she do. She yanked it out of his hand, took 10 paces the other she way, whipped him. and whipped him. It. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. And she, she was not nice either. You know, I get it. This guy ends up... So he ends up having a tumor the size of a baseball. Mm-hmm. However, she's sitting there going, I'm going to divorce you after this. Mm-hmm. Good riddance. Well, that was before the tumor. Well, right. Before the tumor. Yeah. I'm just saying that this guy ends up finding out he's got a gigantic fucking tumor in his brain right behind his eyes. Also, we'll get to it. <laughs> the end scene was so good. Perfect. Hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he's got this gigantic fucking tum- baseball sized tumor. And Alex steals steals him right like yanks that clipboard right out of graziella's hands and that was christina or uh, izzy's intern yeah and she's she just like, following I, I figured this out and alex overhears that and he's like oh something interesting i will do it now dick move very dick move very, very. It's gotten really hard to like Alex and root for Alex again. Yeah. Also, I was confused at, by the end scene, like the resolution of this for them. Alex is like, well, I'm mad at you because I I can't be mad at Ava. Okay. Then just don't be mad at Izzy either. Like, I understand the idea of you're like being like, I'm mad all the time because of this terrible thing that I have gone through. Like, I find that valid. I think the healthiest way is to either 
talk about it or talk about it better with a therapist who can exactly. help you cope with it in a way that is not detrimental to other people and your relationships with them. And the hospital provides therapists apparently, and they seem to be doing a good job. This therapist. I don't know that they provide therapists. They just have therapists on staff. I don't know if they provide massage therapists to dermatology. They I mean, must she said provide. your insurance only covers 20 sessions. So, Oh, right. And how many do you think that she's had to this point? Meredith? Probably yeah. not enough. Um, <laughs> I don't remember because in the first episode, I think she said like, Oh, we've had three sessions and you haven't said anything yet. So I would say close to 15. I would probably guess. And we're not in, we're not including the bathroom scene as a session. No. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So, all right. This guy, Mr. Grandy, Mr. Grandy. So Izzy figures out that he's got something wrong with him because he had a mouth thing. Like his mouth didn't move the right his way. His mouth it, like, like, was, like twitched kinda... if she like touched his cheek. Yeah. Yeah. So after that. Uh, when, when they're, they're sitting in the scene and Alex is like, Hey, Derek, look at this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh yeah, go ahead and page Izzy. And I thought Derek was going to sniff out the lie and call Alex on it. He's like, Oh, Dr. Stevens, Izzy gave this to you. And Alex is like, Oh yeah, she felt bad for me. Oh, well, I mean, I that was it. think that was believable for Derek because earlier Izzy had been like, Oh, I saw him cry. So he's like, oh, yeah, if he was crying in front of her, she probably did feel bad for him. But it was stolen, stolen shit. It was stealed right up. Yeah. Now, the other the other thing that stands out with this this particular. um, Like the Izzy and Alex storyline that this guy happens, Mr. Grandy ends up being the, the facilitator to is. Mark gets involved when mm-hmm. she she like barges in. Izzy finds out, which is great. I love that she finds out that Alex stole it. Mm-hmm. Barges in and is like, yo, dude, the fuck? Give me my patient back. Yeah. And Derek's like, fuck, fuck you. Shut up. No. And then Mark says, you got to be a cowboy. It's the wild, wild west, which I don't understand. That can't be like, that's not healthy in a hospital, right? People could, could just steal patients and that's fine. Like what? Surgery, man. Who knows? <laughs> not me. But then you get, I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're know. sitting out there listening, if you're sitting out there listening to, uh, to this podcast and you're thinking, no, I work in surgery and it is like the wild, 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 wild west. Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we really, for so many reasons. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, for the sake of the show, I'm like, that's fine. I believe it. Whatever. I mean, well, Alex, for the sake it. of the show. <laughs> um, and then Izzy's so, response is, I will throw something at you like a toddler. <laughs> Well, that was funny because it was mirroring Doc, Mr. Grandy's wife throwing something at him. So she threw something at Alex. I didn't get it as such, but okay. 
I did like the nurse just, just writing. glaring at just her. Just writing. Yeah, but she threw something at him because he did nothing. And Izzy threw something at Alex because he did something. Yeah, but the wife thought that he did something. No, she was literally like, you are lazy. That's that's literally doing nothing. <laughs> but being lazy is choosing to do nothing, which is something. I disagree. Um, it's okay to say you're, that you're wrong. That's what your therapist is going to teach you when you start therapy. That it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to admit that you're wrong. <laughs> Have you and your therapist discussed this yet? Discussed how wrong well? you are? Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> it's like all I complain about. It's very difficult to do a podcast with someone who is wrong so often, but who so rarely admits his wrongdoings. <sighs> She's okay. giving me coping me- mechanisms like kickboxing. Physically <laughs> and punching doing a podcast over and over and over again and pretending that it's you. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not healthy. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. Um, Izzy throws the thing and then the, the scene with the nurse is funny where the nurse is just glaring at her and she's like, I'll pick it up. Um, and then Mark and Derek team up to do the most terrifying surgery in all of mankind where they take his face off of his face, but his eyeballs are still there. <laughs> It's wildly unsettling. It does not look it real. Looked like, it looked like the scene from Beetlejuice. A little bit. I love Beetlejuice. Yeah, They're doing a second one. Just announced it. I know. So stoked. Took them long enough. Uh, but so, but leading up to that, uh, Izzy. So w- we, we have this other scene where I know we'll talk about it. But Izzy gets this revelation from George mm-hmm. because she needs to be the woman in the saloon that no one fucks with. Mm-hmm. Right. And she goes up to Mr. Grandy and she's like, hey, how's it going? You're great. You're like, oh, you're so great. You know that? You're great. <laughs> you know who's not great? Okay. Uh, like Alex, man. He's had a rough go of things. Uh, he's battled depression. He's been off his game. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. <laughs> I don't want someone who's off their game to cut my face off and take this baseball out of my brain, which is fair, which is fair. So he's like, can I, can I get you back as my doctor? And she's like, Oh, you should, you should really talk to Dr. Shepard about that. He would be the best person for you to talk to. And then she just smiles. It's so smart. Their brain bits to figure it out instead of just throwing things at people. Well, the shit that really pisses me off is when Alex has the audacity to go in and you stole my patient. <laughs> yeah. Is it even fucking stealing if you steal it back? Yeah. It's just warranted theft. That's like the whole two, two wrongs don't make a right kind of scenario. If the second wrong reverses the first wrong. Then there are no wrongs. There's only right. There's no wrongs. It's <laughs> only right. right. Everything is perfect. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Alex is—he's a little bit all over. I'm not into it right now. I like Alex, but I'm not into it right now. Yeah, this particular version of Alex is hard to hard. Like, to it's get not behind. as bad as he has been, but it's like not great either. I I I appreciate that they at least gave us a little bit of a human moment, and that's the thing that these writers are giving you just enough human moments of Alex. To like not totally write him off as a person forever. Yeah. yeah. 
but nothing is justifying liking him the way that we did for a while when him and Izzy were kind of involved and then he he cheats on her with Olivia which hashtag bring back Olivia and it's it's just I don't know I'm curious to see what the rest of these arcs look like because right now it is not a a good look for Alex for for me yeah um okay anything else on that storyline that we need to address um the only thing that I want to address was the end scene so with this patient uh, story specifically was at the end scene when Mr. Granny goes to the wife and was like, you were supposed to give me the benefit of the doubt, not throw electronics at me. <laughs> That's not the end. That's, That's before the his surgery. Of- no, that, yes, oh, that is, yeah, that is before, before that is his before. surgery. The The resolution is Izzy talking to the wife and being like, you made a mistake. It's okay. Like we treat the people we love the worst sometimes, which is for sure true. I think um, you just get too comfortable and you also, I think it's easy to take people for granted. Um, but I think, I mean, I feel like I understand why she would be frustrated. Um, obviously, you know, it was illness. But again, what we were talking about last week, where like you don't know what's going on inside of your body. And other than his mouth twitched and he fell asleep a lot, there were like no symptoms, which is insane. Um, right. Because I fall asleep all the time. Hopefully you don't have a tumor. Oh. Um, so, but yes. So that was the resolution is that like, it'll be okay. It'll work out. And Alex overhears Izzy have this conversation with his wife conveniently Alex is right there and then they have the moment in the bar right he's like I'm just so mad all the time and I liked also when Derek came in and bought them drinks and Izzy was like you're the best roommate and he's like I am also if either of you ever fucking do this again I will have you thrown out of the program good day sir which again Derek pretty cool (laughs) I don't hate this version of Derek I mean, I hated uh, when he, Izzy came in and he like overcorrected because Mark was making fun of him about living with them. So then Izzy came in and was like, oh, he stole the surgery. I went back on the surgery. And Derek was like, I don't give a shit. When we're in this hospital, your problems are not my problems. I'm not your roommate. I'm your boss. Blah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I think it was the the messaging was terrible, but the message was was correct. And I think that you have to have that line with all of them. Although he blurs it with Meredith, like a fucking. Also, I don't actually think he gives a shit. He was only doing that because Mark had just been making fun of him about living with him. And that's why I don't really find you respectable as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst other reasons. Did you say me? You don't find me respectable as a human being? I mean, I did say that. I was talking about Derek, but like uh, sometimes you just blur the lines. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just kidding. I love you so much. You're great. Did you get Jessica a present for Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah, my fucking penis. Oh, that is not a present. What did you get? Did you get her actually a present? That's not a good gift. Did you get her a present for Mother's Day? Yeah, I just told you. Okay. It's like you don't know anything about parenting. <laughs> uh, I will get her something, but I don't know what it will be. You're running low on time, sir. <laughs> Well, I'm taking her on a date night tomorrow. Okay. Like, I'm talking like 
my mom is coming to watch Marlo until the babysitter gets here and we're going on a date. That'll be nice. And that's for Mother's Day? Or? It it wasn't supposed to be, but I think I can make it a Mother's Day thing. All right. I was just going to get her flowers because she can't buy herself flowers. What'd you say? Nothing. You'll see tomorrow. No, what did you say? I... No, no, I won't. Yeah, you will, because I sent your wife flowers. Don't tell her it's a secret. They're getting delivered. Oh, tomorrow. okay. Anyways, this uh, is off-air conversation. <laughs> yeah, I got her a new minivan for Mother's Day. You wanted that, that was too. Her, that was her Mother's Day and Christmas present <laughs> and birthday present for the next six years until that car is paid off. Let's talk about. Wait, last thing I want to say on this. Okay. When. Izzy, while doing this, the terrifying Beetlejuice surgery on this guy's fucking <laughs> face, uh, she, Mark sees her look up at Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. And he and he goes, cowboys don't, don't have, have friends. friends. Yeah. Like, I get it, right? It's competitive. That's the, the whole episode is about this metaphor of competition and the the in christina's words the bloodlust mm-hmm. right i get it but that is a lonely life to live and also derek and mark are proof while they're not in the same specialties yeah that you can have friends and be world-renowned surgeons i think it's because they're not in the same specialty that that we're allowed to let it live i don't know Anyways, that's or maybe they're not cowboys because they're the best, so they just get whatever they want. People beg them for to take their surgeries. Maybe. Um. Okay, so let's. Do we want to? Oh, let's talk about Eric and Callie. Erica and Callie. Sorry. This is a cute. Uh, it's it's a it's a cute and it's a awkward episode. Well, they're just not really on the same page. Callie's like just like making wild assumptions at every turn with this relationship. Um, Who is Callie? Oh yeah. Sorry. And I was, sca- I was scrolling to my notes for Callie and Han. The Bailey involvement is top notch. Best acting Bailey has had in this entire show. And it, she does the scenes where she's acting the best is when she says nothing. <laughs> when <laughs> Callie told her about the, the, the Erica thing. And she's just sitting there with her mouth wide <laughs> open, jaw on the fucking so floor. Shook. Beyond <laughs> belief. Oh my gosh. Sean, Chandra Wilson, right? Yeah, yeah. You are incredible. It's just so fucking funny. It is funny. I don't think it's the best acting, but it is very funny. Okay, you're right. Maybe I'm over exaggerating. It might be the best it comedic the, acting. The best comedic acting. She's had really good. The, she, what was the, she had a really good couple of monologues uh, in the show so far. So many good com- monologues. Um, she gets those good goods from the writers, um, as she deserves because she is excellent talent. Um, okay, so yeah, Callie tells Bailey. Okay, well, first of all, Callie and Christina are moving into the new hotel and hotel uh, apartment and um, Erica is helping. And so she asks Callie on a date. There was also a moment when Erica like touches her back and she's like, oh, this is such a great apartment. And Callie like 
Did you think that Callie was kind of trying to pull away in that moment? Yeah, I for sure did. Okay. I also thought that. And then I was like, am I like reading this moment wrong? Like I couldn't tell because then Erica immediately is like, you want to go on a date? I'm like, well, I guess she doesn't think she's pulling away. (laughs) Or she did. And is like trying to really ease the tension. Maybe. And, uh, it was it was interesting too because they're sitting there they're they're, they're moving Christina and and Callie in, mm-hmm. but Han is still outside the hospital just being a dickhead to everyone who isn't Callie. Yeah, well, mostly just Christina because she doesn't even talk to Meredith. <laughs> well, this episode they did. When Han and Meredith I talked mean, all outside episode. of the hospital. Oh, no, no, no. Just it, it was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was. So this was funny. And I. I get that Callie's nervous and I get that she's building this up in her head. But every time I think we round a corner with Callie and her communication skills with with Han, it like takes two steps back, you know, and obviously it's scary for both of them. But Han is like really it's cute actually how much han is trying you yeah. know yeah but when she's like talking about the date she's like i want to do like a real date like where at the end of the night i try to take your clothes off kind of date and i'm yeah. like fuck let's do this bold everyone everyone get your consensual sex on let's do this now in the last episode you told me that the threesome was going to happen in this episode or not at all how do you currently feel about that prediction? I feel good about that. I feel like the the threesome isn't happening at all. Okay. Okay. Although I want you to know if a threesome happens and I just back down from it now, I'm going to be so livid. <laughs> I'm going to be so annoyed because I, this is the, this is the Izzy and George thing. I called it. I fucking knew it. And I had one moment of doubt and then it was all erased. Um, well, uh, you also predicted other things for this episode, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, so for uh, the moment where Callie backtracks with Bailey and then Bailey sees Erica, like watching Callie and she's also just like staring mouth agape. Um, but then Han catches her staring and it's like, what? <laughs> she just like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Bailey was leering <laughs> yeah. and it, just a mouth open staring and it was funny, but also the way Han looks at Callie was super cute. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it really was very just like happy, giggly, like, oh, I have a crush on that person. Like I get happy when I see them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And so then Bailey takes it upon herself to have a delightful <laughs> speech to Callie. Incredible. Incredible. About visiting the motherland and, um, the Vajayjay. <laughs> Unexplored territory. So what I love, what I love is that there's so many, they're not just, they're just not saying anything. They're not saying it outright. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. They, when Callie was, she was like, I've never explored south of the border. I've never even, you know, the Northern mountains. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Bailey obviously just is floored. Which is so, it's, I cannot get over how fucking funny Bailey is in this episode. Yeah. So she, bar, she barges in and I, she's, she, she starts with saying, I don't talk about sex. Yeah. 
I do not fuck it. No one. Yeah. Do you have do you have the speech that she gave? Yeah, do you yeah. have those? Yeah, I have the Let's speech. Do it. What is it? What um, is it? The Vajayjay is undiscovered country. It is the motherland. You've never traveled there. You don't know its customs and ways. Me? I've always wanted to go to Africa. But if I go, I'm going to have to learn a few things first. I'm going to have to prepare. I'll need shots. Bring my own syringes in case something goes wrong. And I'll want to know how to get to the embassy. And then Callie says, now you've lost me. And then Miranda says, just talk about it. (laughs) Not with me. With the other one. And then she says, in Ethiopia, they eat stew of spongy sour bread. That's not for everyone. <laughs> That's yeah. What does she say after that? She says, be, you, you know, like talking about like, if you don't the like the local cuisine. cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That part's not in it, but yeah. That's not in this quote here that's pulled up, but because it's a little bit of a back and forth. But yeah, I just think that's fair. And then like also the way she plays it. Where she's like so proud of herself afterwards. She's like, I did a good thing. <laughs> I helped somebody. With sex. Yeah. And then and then Callie goes and talks to Han and is basically like, we need rules for uh, the motherland and the undiscovered territory. And we need a safe word. And I'm nervous about going below the Mason Dixon line of your of pants. Of your pants. That was so funny. <laughs> The Mason Dixon line of your pants, <laughs> of your pants. Thanks and we've known Callie has some really good comedic timing. We've learned over the last couple of seasons. So, uh, yeah. And then Erica's like, okay, like I'm fucking nervous too. Just tell me, let's just do first base. Mm-hmm. And Callie smiles and she's like, well, Maybe second, second base, base. too. <laughs> also, what what are the bases the way you understand it? I don't know. I feel like this is more of a question for you because you had way more of a host stage in your life than I did. Well, obvi- so I think we could all, all agree the, the home run. That's that's sex. Yes. That is penetration. I don't need that word, but thank you. <laughs> Third base feel like is the oral right and that's the the blow jobs and the the eating of oh, the no. miranda oh, bailey please don't quote vajay would you rather me have said pussy no i don't like that word but i also don't like the term <laughs> eating out i just like you can just say oh really oral sex oral or like all right oral sex. i just like hate that term so much that's disgusting find that okay no. I will, Not I will do my let me verify. I don't find the act problematic. I just don't like right. that terminology. I will do my best to not use that phrase. I also hope you know that I do my best to not use the P word around you Thank if you. I can. Thank you. Michael loves uh, to use it in not anytime he sees a cat, he'll say it to piss me off. So <laughs> like I That's kind of funny. So much. It's kind of funny. And then second base, I feel like it's like the fingering hand jobs, making out, heavy petting, boob stuff, would, and then first like, base is making out. I feel like the the fingering and the hand jobs would be upgraded to third base. I feel like if there's an orgasm, it would be closer to third base. And typically in those things, if it they're done correctly, there is going to be an orgasm. Right. But I right. would think like the touching of the spots of the people and the heavy petting. And the just general grabbing 
right both over and under clothes is second base yeah i guess i don't know and first base see that's i think it's subjective i think i I think it's a little bit subjective based on experience because for me i'm thinking second well i guess okay in in their terms i'm identifying second base as kind of just the dry humping clothes on gonna maybe fill you up a little bit first base is they're just going to kiss they're going to make out a little bit second mm-hmm. base they're going to get a little bit more into it and i would assume third base for them would be more the oral sex mm-hmm. lines and then uh you know whatever for a home run i don't fully know what that looks like yeah that's okay you for don't have to woman couples <laughs> yeah i don't i'm i'm kind of ignorant in that in that uh that department so Forgive me, all of you lady listeners out there, and educate me. Feel free to message us and let us know what that looks like for you. you message us at graysacademypod at gmail.com. and explain sex to him. Please don't do that. No, I'm telling them to email you so they don't spoil yeah. anything for me. Yeah, no one is asking that you obligate that to anybody. No one is obligated to do that for anybody. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, anyways, anything else yeah, with this? It looks like it's going to go well. They, they relax Yet again, they relaxed. Callie panics. This is exactly what happened in the last in the first episode. She was like panicking, 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 and then she went to Eric and she was like, "I'm freaking out." And Eric was like, um, "Me as well. I am also freaking out." And she's like, "Oh, yeah, okay." So it's just the exact same thing again. She was like, "I'm freaking out." Right. And Eric was like, "Okay, same. Why don't we just talk about it?" <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair in any relationship to be like. Let's make sure we are clear on our sexual boundaries before we have sex. I think that's just oh, yeah. a good way to operate. I also, did, so when you and Michael first started dating or mm-hmm. with any relationships you had before Michael, did you ever feel comfortable enough to like explain things that you wanted yes. sexually? Because, okay, I, I do too. I never understood, like, and if I was ever hooking up with someone who who didn't, uh, I would ask, I'd be like, Hey, like, is this what you want? Yeah, I, I think so. I feel like the reason that I was comfortable is because I haven't had, um, a lot of situations where I was having sex with someone where I wasn't comfortable. If I was just like having like hookups with someone that I didn't like have a relationship also, I feel like I could understand being less comfortable. Cause then you're like, I don't really know. Like if this, like how it's going to come off. Like, I mean, I understand like not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. And that's why I think when you have the like stable, like solid, um, relationship groundwork, it's easier to be like, Oh, I know that this isn't going to like hurt their feelings, but I haven't had like the more casual hookups where I like, wouldn't know like how they would take it. But I feel like that's maybe why people are hesitant to like communicate that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But that is outside of my realm of experience, so I cannot speak to it. Well, the moral of the story is it's encouraging for Callie and Han's relationship that yes. uh, every time Callie freaks out, Han's like not Han's like not pulling a Derek and just running away and being like, oh, you should. Oh, man. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was my Derek impression. Right. But uh, yeah, Han's really cool about it. She's really cool about everything so far that Callie's thrown at her. Uh, I like that she hands, she's like, I'm going to hand you the rest of my wine and let your blood pressure come back down to normal. Yeah. I'll look at the menu while your blood pressure comes back down. (laughs) Yeah. And they both look so wonderful. They're, they're dress up their date clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also Han's hair has been on point all episode. I know. So good. Yeah. Her hair curls Uh, beautifully. Yeah, it does. 
I stand by what I said, though, when like we first meet her versus when she becomes a regular, I feel like they really doll her up. And I just don't know that it was like necessary or to me, like true to the character, someone who's so, so hyper focused on career. I'm just like, would she really be doing? I mean, for the date, absolutely. But like for the workplace, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I like it and I stand. uh Honolly. Honolly is what I'm calling them. Okay. Or Calica. Aracali would maybe be Eric the most Callie. sense, I feel like. Aracali. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one, too. So do you want to make a prediction on them? Not just sexually, but their relationship overall? I think I think that they're going to be together at least for the next... I think I think this season... I think the season is going to be a journey for them. I think they're going to use, are you eating Reese's and you didn't even offer me one? Yeah, sorry. I'm really hungry. Wow. I respect it though. I've, I opened up a new fresh bag of Skittles and it's upstairs. This is and, not uh, mine. I didn't bring it. It was just sitting on the desk. Uh, I'm going to eat it. So sorry, yeah. Michael. <laughs> don't, I'm not, I don't even feel bad. If you leave a Reese's out, like you are asking for it to get eaten. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'll eat your Reese's. So Eric Allie. Uh, Eric Alley. I think I think season five is gonna be a journey for them. I think I really I've got a feeling I don't think they're gonna last forever. I think something's gonna end up breaking them up or uh Callie moves away or Oh man, sorry. Sleepy Bean podcast. Podcast, John. John. Uh but I think I think season five is gonna be them together. I I like my prediction is season five is the Eric Alley season. And what do, what would you think would break them up? If anything, uh, distance where Callie gets, you know, to be, uh, an ortho specialist somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, Han doesn't stay on at Seattle grace, uh, something where it gets too complicated with her being in attending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's, it could be any one of a million things, but I think if I had to look objectively at this and also try to think of the writing that Shonda uses, it would be yeah. distance and she would get an, one of them would get an offer to leave the hospital and go somewhere else, or it gets weird about them being attendings. I don't think it would be like cheating or once they start down this road, I don't think that one day Callie or Hannah is going to wake up and be like, no, no, I'm not interested in girl on girl anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. It's once, I think as they're starting to go and discover this part of their their body and their mentality, it, it would be something external that breaks them up, I think. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Or it's just not a fit, right? Like, or yeah. it's just, I mean, look at freaking uh, George. George and uh, Izzy, right? Like, there ultimately was no, no chemistry. Uh, there ultimately was no chemistry, although there was some chemistry to start, and I called it from the beginning. And oh, also yeah, George true. and Callie and yeah. freaking, I mean, everyone, anyone yeah. who's dated on the show, there's, there's some reason that pulls them apart, but yeah. my guess would be distance or the fact that she's in attending and it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it kind of just gloss over that until this episode that she's technically her boss, even though she's not really because they are in different apartments, but like she does have authority over her. If it came down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I think that's it for that storyline. 
Should I would we? like to talk about Lexi and George before we go to uh, uh, a mid a mid okay. break for okay. our sponsors. Does that work for you? Yes. What do you have to Lexi, say about them? Lexi's so fucking sweet. She's so cute. You just want to put it in a pocket she... and be like, shmoo, shmoo. so last episode you said shmoo, that shmoo. Um, George and Lexi were for sure going to have sex by this episode. So what are your thoughts now? Uh, if there's one blemish on George in this episode, oh, it's the way that it's the way that he treats Lexi in the end. Yeah. 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 Which I don't get because they would have to walk past her bench to leave the hospital. And also, how long did she wait on that bench for George? Yeah. A long know. fucking time. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. They so have yeah. phones. They could have texted. They have pagers. They could have paged. I don't know. When she was so shocked that George was at the bar. Uh, that they were there. Anyways, we'll, we'll get there in a second. But I think that they will for sure have sex, but I don't know when it's going to happen. But I thought that they would, I thought they were going to kiss again in this scene when he found out. I thought she was going to kiss him. She did not. She did not kiss him. Because but. they didn't, okay. They didn't really kiss before. Like, I know you say again, but like, they didn't like share a romantic kiss. He did not kiss her mouth. out of a romantic moment. I don't know. Mouth, mouth to mouth kissing you, is pretty didn't. romantic. That's like, we watched it. Like he, that's not what that moment was for him. And it was only that for her. First of all, she didn't even really reciprocate. She was just standing there and he just kissed her on the lips and then ran away. Like that was not a reciprocated moment. I understand what you're saying. I, I just agree think with what I, you're and saying. we had the conversation where like, that's not something you and I do. We don't like kiss other people on the mouths out of celebratory that aren't our spouses. But even before we were married, that wasn't something we did. No, However, that's for sure. I think like that old, it is clear that that's thing. what they are doing in this show. I still think they're going to bone. They're going to fuck. Will it By be- next episode. <laughs> Will it be no, for real. drunk sex? No. it. I, uh, that's really incestuous for George to sleep with her after he slept with Meredith. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> They're sisters. Yeah, but he isn't related to either of them. But it, I am aware of that. But it's still weird to sleep with it's sisters. It's weird, but not incestuous. It It is incestuous. <sighs> I can't deal with you right now. Your therapist needs to start telling you that you're wrong more. <laughs> Never. I'm never <laughs> wrong. Not the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Not the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fucking funny. It's so also, funny. can I just tell you? You know what the funniest part about those those little clips are? What? When the shit falls off her nails her, and she just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> Not the post-its. Not these post-its. <laughs> oh shit, Not that is fucking gluten. funny. Okay. Why would he come to the party if she's dating the Easter Bunny? I already hired an Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, so uh, real prediction. Real prediction. Okay. I'm going to backtrack it from sex. Okay. Okay. But I do believe that Lexi will confess her feelings to George in some capacity. Okay. 
uh, within the next two episodes. Okay. Because what I think is going to happen is George is immediately going to flip and ghost her in some way. And she's not going to be able to take it. Maybe not two episodes, maybe three episodes, but she for sure, like it, he's going to pivot and he's going to pivot hard because he's got what he's wanted. Right. And Lexi was there. Lexi was the person who supported him through this, this little journey. She's been incredible to him. She's so cute. She's so wonderful. So kind. Mm -hmm. He has a wonderful oasis to go back home to at the end of a long day. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to be roommates. It's not like he's really going to like stop being her friend. No, but he is going to, there is going to be a change. Okay. And well, I mean, she, yeah, he's he gonna, will be a resident now. But I think he's going to make plans with her and bail. Oh, or I see. just he's forget. Blow her off. Like, for, yeah, yeah, blow her off. Like, mm-hmm. forget about things. Like, he clearly forgot to go back and tell her that, hey, we're going to get a drink. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that within the next three episodes, something's going to happen where he's going to kind of like blow her off and she's going to have to confess her feelings. Or the other side of that is she just like, well, no, never mind. I don't have feelings for this guy at all. Maybe. Who knows? I do. You, you do. <laughs> um, okay, so should we take a, a break <clears throat> for an ad? Yes. Last thing I will say on this. Okay. I love. Say it. Say it. I love that Lexi was the one who got to tell George that he passed. I did like that. Yeah. And I also liked Weber when he was walking away, his little smile. Yes. Because you know, he called and got the score beforehand. He's like, I need to know the score before I give it to this guy. Yeah. Because I think if George didn't pass, Weber would have told him. Yeah, I agree. He wouldn't have let him go through all of that. Like, Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So with that, we love Lexi. We stand Lexi. Uh, we will take a moment for some regional sponsors, sit back, relax, and strap it down. And we'll be back after these messages. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile with book of the month. You can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. Have you never heard that phrase before? Sit back, relax, and strap it down? Strap it down, strap it on. Let's go. Okay, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! 
I liked that one. Not the boo. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Shondaland. Um, We have two ladies and two men's. Please tell me Dr. Daisy Petman. No. Okay. She's literally Uh, done like three other things. I know. That was a bad guess because you told me already. I was hoping that one of them was private practice or something. Uh, my real guesses, my real guess. So you said two, two women and one man, one man. Uh, no, two and two, two and two. Okay. Uh, the Duncan's parents, both of Duncan's parents. Yes. And the Mr. Mr. Grandy. No. Oh, is it Duncan? It is. And then Mr. Grandy's wife. Yes. Okay, I got there. I did lose this one, but yeah. I got there. You did get there. Um, this, yeah, I mean, this one had a lot of like extra people in it. So, uh, Amy Aquino, Aquino, uh, played Marianne Grandy, and she was in one episode of Private Practice. And Bree Blair played Lauren Paley, Duncan's mom, was in two episodes of Station Nineteen. John Sloan played. David Paley, and he was in one episode of Private Practice, different episode. And he was, we'll get there. Um, Max Burkholder played Duncan, and he was in two episodes of Private Practice, also different episodes. And his mom in Private Practice was Idina Menzel. Spoiler alert. Wow. Yep. We'll and what did you say? Eventually. What did you say the dad was in? The dad? Private Practice. Uh, private practice okay yeah, yeah yeah he looked he was in something else though too right like he's a pretty oh i didn't he looked like note, a but i'll pull it up i got it right here he's a cutie i'm gonna be honest he's a cute poot You're a yeah cute poot. i thought he was a handsome guy he was in an episode of how i met your mother got it trying to see if there's any of these other things that you watch on here an episode of gilmore girls Um, yeah, I think that's it. There's not much else that it looks like you would have seen. Um, anyways, yes. So he was, um, on private practice and I immediately was like, oh, this fucker. But he's not a problem in this episode. He's kind of a problem in private practice. Uh Uh-oh. It's not really. Uh It's complicated. (laughs) It's complicated. Uh, I think that this is a good time to lead right into their storyline. What do you think of that? I agree. Take it away, Kelsey. So Meredith and George are on Han service with Duncan, who is a child in heart failure, which is terrifying. And they have to do terrifying procedures for him. He does not want to be in the hospital because he is a child and he reasonably is upset about the situation occurring around him. So we st- our introduction to him is him sprinting away from the room to the lobby where he finds a fire alarm and is like, tell me I don't have to have surgery or I'm going to pull this. And they're like, well, you're probably going to have to have surgery. So he pulls the fire alarm. Which is, I cannot imagine if I was the parent, I would just be more. I'm like, I didn't even, I'm like, I'm not mad. I would be, I'm just mortified. Like, I would be so embarrassed. 100%. 100%. Like, I'm like, it's not. And then I got really mad because Weber goes up to Han and he's like, do I need to call social services? 
Are you kidding? Yeah, like what? Like what? Are the you fu- kidding? How? What? What? On what and, grounds, yeah. Weber? Like, oh, this eight-year-old or however it was being an eight-year-old. Like, what? You want his parents to not have custody of him because he bothered you? That seems also, irrational. Get your get your team be- better on how to train, uh, better trained on how to handle these situations, Weber. Also, maybe put some glass over the fire alarms. Yeah. Although it was funny when he's like, promise me I don't need surgery. And Meredith was like, we just, we, we just don't make those promises here. <laughs> uh, this is a hospital and I'm a surgeon, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. And your heart requires yeah, the your surgery. Your heart is literally failing, so. Yeah. But this, this kind of starts the, the string of good George moments. And it, we start with the yes. IV. Yes. And he's sitting there playing with the little airplanes and George is like, well, I'm an airplane guy too. We're, we're airplane people. Yeah. Uh, to the, to the dad, which is funny, George fucking we're airplane people. Um, so yeah, it kind of starts it off where he does the tourniquet on his arm. He does the IV and Meredith is like, thanks. I got to go get another IV bag, George. <laughs> well, first he's like, <laughs> Duncan's like, it's going to hurt. And they're like, no, it won't. And George is like, no, it, it's going to hurt. It's literally a needle going into your skin. So there will be pain associated with it, but only for three seconds. Um, and then also, if you've ever done an IV or gotten your blood drawn, it is it is pretty much like that. It's like, ah, fuck, I'm good. Yeah, I just don't look at it. If I don't look at it, then I'm okay. And then I also sit on my other hand and just try and, like, lean on it and, like, distract myself that way. That's fair. Um, okay. Can I also share a little personal, personal information right now? Is it about your foot? Because you keep looking down, and I don't know if I want to hear about your foot. No, I was just, it is, but I was just going to say, I've never needed a pedicure more in my life than I do right now. I also need a pedicure very badly. I'm afraid like, to go on Sunday because I feel like every other mom would be going on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I should buy Jessica as a pedicure. But not also for yourself, just for her. You know Damn it, Kelsey. <laughs> Why can't my gift to her be a pedicure plus shared time together? Because she wants time by herself. She gets that every day at work. That's mm, no. <laughs> you just get a pedicure for Father's Day, okay? Um, I can't. My feet cannot <laughs> wait that long. <laughs> okay. Um, where where is the IV part? Okay, George. Yeah, George just like connects to him and like walks him through. He's like, "This is the tourniquet. This is the thing. It connects to here, and this is." Um, where we put this in your body and like, you can't even feel that. So like that won't hurt at all, whatever. And then, uh, Duncan, I like the Duncan's like, sorry about the alarm. And George is like, Oh, I know it's nice. George is great with this kid. Oh yeah. George, George needs is not a bad idea. George. Um, oh, are you trying to put something in my brain that I should be making a uh, note about? Is George going to get on peds? We're, we're, what season? I don't even remember. I don't think it's till like season seven or eight that they pick specialties. I mean, it's safe to assume that Christina picks cardio. Does she? No Maybe spoilies. dermatology. <laughs> no spoilies. Um, no, it's okay. Um, I predict Izzy will be gone before they pick specialties. Okay. What about Alex? What do you think? If you had to predict Alex's specialty, what would you predict? 
the same the the thing that a- Addison had. Um, the infants. Neonatal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's mostly he well, Addison and him mostly, she's like pregnant women mostly, but also in utero. And then sometimes NICU, like neonatal. But mostly when they're still in the in the baby, in the utero. Yeah, that's what he'll pick. Although I don't know, because he uh he hasn't had that good North Star person in his life since Addison left. Addison was a good influence on him. It's true. She really grounded him. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, though. So in in this, uh, the Duncan storyline, you also have Han, George, and Meredith together. Where yes. Meredith is like over like she's over sharing what she can do and she's overplaying her hand and i made a note that i said i hope where where is it i hope han is smart enough to know that that's the that what did i what the fuck did i wrote i wrote exactly what i wrote is i hope han is smart enough to know that's the case and recognize christina is great oh to know that christina is the one like teaching meredith how to do everything yeah Oh, oh, Which yeah. I said, I hope she's smart enough to realize that uh, Meredith stole Christina's insight. Well, I mean, Christina offered it. She was like, because at the beginning oh, yeah. of the episode, Meredith says like, oh, you set unrealistic expectations for, for residents. And she's like, oh, well, just come and like, tell me what you need to know and I'll help you. So she like helps her, tells her what to say and everything. And so she does it. And I love the moment where Han leaves the room and George is like, you're going to hell because you're a liar. <laughs> um. And, but after, so Christina teaches Meredith how to do this procedure and she does it successfully. Thank God. And then Han is like, tell Christina, she's a better teacher than I thought she would be. Or like, tell her she's a good teacher or whatever. And, um, Meredith's like, Hey, and Han's like, listen, I understand what it is to lie to get ahead in your career. But if you ever lie about your abilities, you will see the the heart in this OR that you will see will be yours because I will have ripped it out of your chest with a steak knife. Yeah. Yeah. That, that exact quote she goes. Yeah. She says, uh, tell Yang she's a better teacher than I thought, blah, blah, blah. But if you lie to me again, the next heart will, the next heart you see will be your own as I cut it out of your chest with a steak knife. And that's fucking, Love that's it. just so fucking funny. Love it. Because Han, the cool thing about her is she, she recognizes that, ultimately Meredith would have had to take the time to learn that procedure and put the work in. Right. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just have lied your ass off and then just luck into it being right. She had to work on it. She had to do it. And I think she also trusts that Meredith wouldn't like get push comes to shove in that OR moment. Be like, yeah, I can do this because it's a person, it's a kid's life at stake. So I think she is trusting that Meredith could have been like, I'm a liar if she was not prepared. Right. Which I do believe is probably true to Meredith's character. She wouldn't, she wouldn't lie at the detriment of a patient. Right. Knowingly. Right. Right. Yes. Cause we've seen with, uh, was it last episode or two episodes ago where Christina does the stitching wrong on on the guy? Oh yeah. yeah. She was doing it it like it was a heart. Yeah. So, it was unknowing to her. She didn't. She didn't do that maliciously. Right. And I, I don't think Mer- Meredith's character would do that maliciously either. Correct. I agree. Um. So yeah, but I I liked that storyline with her and Han and 
her kind of figuring out how to be deal with being on Han's service. Um, yeah. Now so, yeah. leading up to this, yes, this like end this end piece where he actually Duncan allows them to actually get to that point where he's okay with the surgery. There's a couple of steps that happen in between. So number one, uh, <laughs> we get this really great scene up in dermatology, which by the way, I love, this is like a little side quest of this yes. episode. Dermatology is fucking funny. And the way that they're just, I don't know, they're making fun of it, but like, it's kind of pretty sweet. You know, it seems yeah. like a sweet gig. So the scene specifically that I'm talking about is where the three of them are up there. They're in dermatology and it's Christina, Izzy and Meredith. They're saying that they would die of boredom. People are giving away patients because it's polite. Uh, actually, sorry, that's a different one. George walks into this dermatology one and yeah. it's, it's still them. It's the three of them. But uh, Christina's like, you're harsh in my vibe, man. Just get the fuck out of here, dude. You're coming in with all this energy and I hate it. <laughs> and uh <laughs> look at all these people they're empty inside completely devoid of bloodlust which is hilarious <laughs> and she george tried to snap snaps his out of it he calls her the, her the the saloon woman and then he's like okay now meredith and christina i need you because i have an idea that i need to pitch to weber and han to get this kid to do a surgery right yeah. that's what we find out what it is and it's basically letting letting them know that i want to take this kid into the surgery and let him see things before we do it yeah. So, which makes sense based on how well it went with the, um, the Ivy and he like finds the mom in the hallway and she's really upset and she's like, he's packing to leave. And like, what am I going to do? I'm like, like, what am I going to do? I'm so tired. She's like, I literally lay awake at night and listen to his heart because I'm afraid he's going to die and I'll have been sleeping, which is like very relatable. Um, as like with a newborn, I can't imagine doing it for, for that long. But I definitely did that a lot with both of these children. Um, and so George is like, oh, I have this idea. And he wants to take him in. And just it's like a catheter, like a laparoscopic surgery. So like, again, nothing, nothing terrifying in theory. Um, and so it works, you know. And but first, when he's getting Duncan ready, Duncan's like, I'm really scared. I don't want to go in there. And, and George gives him the great pep talk about how everything's fine. and He's going to be OK. And everyone like does a great job and all this stuff. And. Then he accidentally takes him in to Mr. Grandy's surgery and his face is peeled off. And it's hilarious. hilarious. It really. And was, I think Derek's like, uh, are you lost, O'Malley? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, bro? Also, there's like a kid with you. So this is not just a normal amount of wrong. <laughs> I just um, don't understand how there's not more security features to get into a room like that where a dude's face is peeled off. It's just an OR. What is it? What, what security features do you need? No, no I mean like maybe a, a, a lock, like they lock the door or. But people come in um, and out during surgeries. I guess, I guess that's a fair point. I guess yeah. I just never. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I will I see, see how I, I can tell you. <laughs> but you this didn't exact say moment. that you were wrong. Right. But you're right. Yeah. But say that you're wrong. There is a chance that I could have maybe that, that I could have wrong. maybe been wrong. This is what I hate. This man needs therapy. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I can't say for sure because I've never walked in and out of an OR. Until I can walk in and out of an OR and confirm that you're right, I'm also right. 
You're not right. And I have walked in and out of an OR. Well, I walked Schrodinger's in. Schrodinger's cat. Was, I was wheeled out. Um, so then uh, Duncan's like, I, w- I want to go see the guy with no face. <laughs> so he's not terrified by that, which I feel like I would be both as a child. Oh, and hell adult. yeah. Especially because um, the eyes are just fucking right there. That's looking what's at really you. concerning is that the eyes are open and just right there. Well, because the eye, yeah, I think the eyelids were peeled off know, of the dude's face. But like, it's unsettling. Oh yeah, um, it's for sure unsettling. And then, and then he, George is like, "I will give you anything <laughs> you want for the rest of your life if you tell no one about this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's gold. Talk about an unattainable promise, there, George. And then um, he goes in, and uh, Duncan's like, "I want to go back to the other one. This one's boring." And George is like, "Well, yours is going to be boring too." And I just like to think about this i think about this truly i have thought about this on more than one occasion this specific moment and i'm like i hope that the canon of gray's anatomy is that duncan grew up and became a surgeon because he saw that yes that's what i want or the way that george treated him yeah both i agree i hope that season 19 duncan is back and he's a resident or he's an intern just like lexi no spoilies crazier things have happened um and then, is there anything else with Duncan? I think we're led to believe that everything went okay with the surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Everything's great. He didn't die. That's it for the George. He's a cute narrative. kid. He, he, he cute. seems he seems like he means well with life. He's having, and you know, he's like probably having a crisis. You know, what yeah, eight-year-old wants to be in the hospital all the time having surgery, like... Your parents are upset and stressed all the time because they think you're going to die at any moment because you could die at any moment. So I don't know. It's understandable that he would have some um, behavioral outbursts. I also want to take this moment to just shout out all the parents who've dealt with chronic just tra- not not just or illness not just well. traumatic things, but just just health problems with their kids. Yeah, you know, like I hear Marlo coughing at night. And mm-hmm. I'm like, poor baby. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could help her. I couldn't even imagine yeah. if a doctor said, your daughter's heart is failing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, child child cancer. Mm-hmm. The, the the stuff that exists in this world and the things that happen to, to truly good people, it blows my mind. And just want to take a second and let anyone, anyone know that uh, the things that you go through, uh, you know, it, you're, you're not alone. You. There's we, we see you. And if you ever need to talk to us, uh, you know, hopefully that this is a little bit of an escape for for some of the challenges you go through. But just know that it's it's incredible. And yeah, uh, yeah I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And like Jessica took this video of Marlo where she's like playing peekaboo. Oh, my know? God. It was so cute. Did you see that? Yeah. Like I, I couldn't. And you know how I am with money, right? Yeah. I just couldn't imagine not being willing to go into crippling debt and financially ruining my entire life to try to save that little face. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it sucks because that's the world we live in, but yeah, I'm it, like, we you know, shouldn't have to, face that. you should be able to just no. save people. But yes, I agree. But the people who have gone through it, we salute you. We're, mm-hmm. We, we or stand are with you. currently in the thick of it, you know? And yeah. there's some, there's also like, it's crazy. Cause you have things like this, right? Where it's heart failure. So they're dealing with it for a long time. And then it's believed that this solves the problem. But then there are, there's just chronic illnesses, not terminal, but just chronic. Like it's just, this is just how it is, which is a whole different, it's just not like what anyone expects when they have a kid. 
So you have to readjust your entire expectation for what you thought your life was going to look like. And then like learn all this new stuff. Cause no one is just sitting around knowing how to be the parent to a sick kid. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate you. We respect you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we send all our love to your whole send family. All our love. Yeah. Um, anything else on Duncan's story you want to touch on specifically before so. we jump into a couple other character pieces? I don't think so. I think I'm ready to get into my best friend, Christina, because she was my fave this episode, obviously. Let's let's do it. Take it away. Go wherever you want to start. I'll follow. So we're with Weber's like still yelling about people picking specialties and like he's like, Bailey's going to assign people and you're not going to leave. You're like, just leave her alone. Don't freaking harangue her about it. Just to do what she says. Um, so she's assigning people. She assigns Christina to the clinic and Christina harangues her immediately, as does Izzy. Um, and so she goes down there eventually, obviously she listens and goes down there and gets, I love what she says to Meredith. Like I have to go put band-aids on losers who aren't brave enough to get real injuries or something funny like that. Um, and then, so she goes down to the clinic and this woman has some kind of rash and Christina is like this, I have to make this surgical. So she calls Mark and tells him that it's, necrotizing fasciitis which, which is i like, could have told you from a mile away that that's not the case i diagnose a mean case of necrotizing i was fasciitis. about to say that is like a medical drama's favorite diagnosis is necrotizing fasciitis like what a, it's always like coming in out of left field they're like oh shit it's a lot oh, yeah <laughs> it's a flesh-eating we, virus we gotta amputate. we gotta amputate yeah fuck uh before that though lexi is like hey uh i need your help with this patient and yes. they pull the curtain back and she yells, she's the mean one. Hilarious. I love it so much. Not her. She's the mean one. Um, but also when Lexi comes to get Christina, she's like, this patient needs your loving care. Hilarious. So funny. So cute. So funny. Um, so Christina pages Mark and is like, this is for sure a flesh eating bacteria. And he's like, it's for sure not. So be quiet. Um, and so she, uh, he's like, Oh, don't freaking page me about this shit again. When you know, that's not the case and go get her some cream from dermatology and just put the cream on her. Like you're dumb. And so he goes, she goes to derm and on her way to derm, she passes Weber's yelling at maintenance people. Bailey's yelling at other doctors and Christina's yelling or Izzy is yelling about Alex. This was actually a really cool scene to yeah. walk past, like, because you're you're showing all the chaos that she passes through mm-hmm. to make it look so much more peaceful and calm when she yeah. gets into dermatology. Yeah. It's really good, good uh, writing on this. Yeah. And um, so she gets in there and it's just calm. She's like, oh, I need this cream. And Dr. Daisy Petman is like, oh, our nurses are busy. I'll get it for you. And then what's um, what can I pour you some raspberry water? And Christina's like, e- Okay. And then what's his bucket? Chris comes over and just starts massaging her hand. She's like, we have these on staff because our hands do such delicate work. They need to be taken care of. Um, And Christina is like so shook. She's like, is this a real place? Like what could possibly be happening in front of me? And then um, she thinks that Daisy is an attending, but she finds out that Daisy's just a resident and the attendings have their own massage therapist. And she is baffled 
that this place exists. So she has her cream and she pages Meredith 911 to come and look at dermatology. Come and look. Come and look at it. She's like, just tells her all the things. She's like, he's he got too much sleep last night. He gave a case away. They because just it was an, it was nice. It was just a nice thing to he do. He thought the other person would enjoy it. Um, what else did she say? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to that quote that we talked about with that one scene, completely devoid of bloodlust. <laughs> it's just um, so fucking funny. Meredith tries to make a joke at the expense of Dr. Daisy Pepman, and Christina is like, No, there's no mocking in Derm. Only warmth and light. I don't think Christina's <laughs> making so fun funny. of it. She is literally like She's like, I cannot believe a place like this exists and I need to be centered and calm. So she's literally, I don't think she's making fun of it. She's truly just like baffled by its existence. I agree. I I think that she, she does enjoy looking at it. And obviously when Christina and, and Izzy and Meredith are all together, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like a freak show in here. Huh? Yeah. But like even if Christina is mocking it in that kind of way, I think she, uh, she's like, she's idolizing that. She's like, I, I wish that I could be like that. I wish that I could just sit here and not have that kind of ruthless ambition or that, uh, desire to, to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, what did she say at one point? It was, uh, towards the end. And she's like, yeah, I, I had the craziest dermatology case in the entire existence right when this lady almost died and then she was fine and then <laughs> then she was fine and and it's okay and it's you know so i do i believe you're right i believe that christina is genuinely like i wish that i could be like this but yeah. i just can't I, I physically can't i love also um oh uh, she does say to meredith she's like oh we didn't even talk about meredith and derek yet but like oh i'll screen the diary because derek finds Ellis's old diary when he's trying to like move in the house, which is like very offensive to Meredith for some reason. And I love when Meredith's like, why would he do that? And Christina's like, cause you invited him. Which yeah. I'm like, Correct. Very good call out. Um, but when she's teaching her how to do the grapes, she's like, Oh, I'll read it for you. Like I'll screen it. So that way, like if there's something bad, I'll be like, Hey, don't read this part. Um, and, but she's teaching her the, the thing on the grapes and, then George finds them and Christina's like telling him all about it. And she goes, they just love lotion. <laughs> and I love that. And also when she said, we die of boredom. And then Meredith goes, we die with really great skin. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It's hard to be in dermatology and not have great skin. Like and Dr. Daisy Petman. And then um, when George is like, Izzy, there's the woman in the saloon that no one messed with, even though she doesn't have any guns. And Izzy goes, she's a prostitute, George. The woman in the saloon is a whore. (laughs) And I think that's very funny. And he goes, she's not a whore. She She just just uses what she's got. Set of skills. Which is a very nice way of, of calling a woman, not a prostitute, but a very sexual person. I respect it. Also, also, Sorry, go ahead. That that does no, that does encourage her to think outside the box. And she uses her skills. And also, I didn't say this earlier. I really respect that she was able to get doc, uh that Mr. Grandy guy off of Alex's services without having to be sexual in any kind of way. Yeah. Because yeah. that would have, I think, ruined the point that George and her were talking about in that com- conversation. Right. Um, and so then uh Christina leaves and goes back to the clinic 
and the woman is like dying and she's like Lexi why didn't you do anything she's like I did I paged you like a billion times where the hell were you (laughs) sitting next to this lotion um oh wait we almost forgot this quote when they were up there in dermatology uh they she she goes um I tore a guy's face off Meredith uh Izzy says I tore a guy's face off and Meredith says I reattached a coronary artery and then Christina says I hate you both yep and and we are not happy glowy people yeah yeah you're not happy, glowy people. But they could be. Mm, could they, though? I think Izzy could. Meredith and well, yeah, Christina, probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Christina found this magical world where doctors are happy and patients are pleasant and no one is screaming or stealing surgery. Everyone just rubs each other all day long. Was that a quote? Yeah, that's what um, Izzy says when George first that's comes right, in. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just love lotion. Here's, here's you know my how much thing, easier though. our life would be if we could just love lotion. How do you think they got that way? And <laughs> Meredith says their mothers didn't leave diaries laying around for them to read. <laughs> it's just so sarcastic funny, and I love yeah. it. Here's here's my thing, though. And this is like pulling back the veil of, of drama TV for a second. If you were in that situation, there is an amount of money that you would have to consider to switch and get into dermatology. You know, like if you're making, I don't know, half a million dollars a year as a cardio surgeon. I'm sure and dermatology. More than that. <laughs> well, let's okay. Let's say, let's say a million then. All right. Let's say a million. And then dermatology comes in and says, we'll offer you 1.5 million, 2 million. I mean, there's, everyone has a price. But people I have, don't know. What they're saying, I think the argument is like goals versus money versus work-life balance. Because the, clearly the dermatologists have work-life balance. Surgeons. Oh don't. yeah, oh yeah. I would take I would take the dermatology work. Maybe I maybe I should go back to school and be a dermatologist. I would not because it's just like a lot of gross things. Like that's your job is like finding gross things on people's skin and removing it. Mm. And also yeah, you have to point. look at people naked all the time. All people. Mm. All people mm, mm. in not a sexual assume, way, because that's how you go to prison for malpractice and sexual mm, assault. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we've, we've uh, established that I am officially not going back <laughs> to school to get into dermatology. That was a fun ride we went on for a second there. I was ready to enroll in college and now I'm not. Yeah. I don't think you have the patience to go to college and then med school and then do um, an internship and a residency and then be a del- and then be a doctor. Well, if I was a doctor, I for sure would have the patience. But I'm bum. Boo. Um, hey, okay. already that is a better dad joke than anything I'd said last week. I, was, I will say those were pretty bad. Those were all pretty garbage. But um, I was so tired. It was a long day. I'm rested. Although I will tell you, I was experiencing the, experiencing the effects of that migraine till at least 4 p.m. today. I, I was so in a rough happened. In a rough, I almost didn't ep- edit this episode. I almost, did. I woke <laughs> up at like eleven o'clock from sleeping, and I was like, "I'll try, I'll do it." Um. Okay. So, do we have? So, I think really the only thing we haven't mentioned is Meredith and Derek. But again, it was just him finding the diary, and then Meredith being offended for no reason, and then Derek being like, "Oh, I'm not going to get rid of the trailer because Meredith is going to kick me out." 
And then him, the, the resolution at the end for them, I actually thought was very, very wonderful. I was confused where it came from for Meredith because it, I didn't see any motivation for her to like make that switch to be like, you can, my mom isn't here. You are, you can use her office as your office. And I mean, I love it. That's great. It's growth. It's positive for their relationship. Um, and then I love that Derek said, you need somewhere that's for you as well. And she's like, oh, I can go to Christina's. And he's like, no, that's not enough. So they steal from the hospital. They steal the dermatology sign and stick it on the trailer. And that's where her and Christina go to read the diary and drink their booze. And I think that was nice. Especially the It was theft. nice. <laughs> I yeah I like I like that uh, end scene. It's really sweet. It doesn't make a ton of sense of of how we got there. I agree with you completely. Uh, but I I enjoy that it happened. Also, not a not a bad episode for Derek and Meredith's relationship because yeah. at one point at towards the end, Meredith even acknowledges she's like, "Look, I know that I freaked out and I know that I pushed you away immediately." Like. Mm-hmm. She's like, it might but not I seem want- like I want you here, but I do want you here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I liked I liked the fact that she was able to articulate that. She didn't explain anything. There was no explanations, but she said it. There was an acknowledgement. Yeah. And I think that that needs to happen. And I'm glad that Meredith's therapy has gotten to her to a, gotten her to a point where she can acknowledge this more often. And communicate. Exactly. Yes. It's positive, I think. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add that we missed? Mark kind of implied he wants the trailer. Yeah, that was kind of a funny scene, uh, where Derek and Mark, they're getting coffee and, Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, you know, I have an idea of what that trailer can be used for, which also leads me to believe, is he still just living at the hotel? Yeah. Gosh, he makes so much money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a long time to live in a hotel. I mean, when that's when you're Mark Sloan, you know, it's true. Live in a hotel also as this long quote as you want. When Lexi is like, you pass and we're going to celebrate tonight, like at the beginning of the episode. And we're going to go to Joe's and I'll buy you a beer. And George says, what if I didn't pass? And she said, then I'll still buy you a beer. Beer for losers. <laughs> I liked that. Beer for losers. I thought that was funny. It was funny. Lexi is funny. And I just, I still, I can't get over the fact that he just totally just showed, he was at the bar without her. It yeah. makes sense because they're all friends. Mm-hmm. But and like, he does call her over. Like as soon as she walks in, he's like, Lexi, come sit with us. And then she goes and sits alone. Yeah. When they pan to Alex though, at the bar, mm-hmm. I was really nervous that Lexi was going to be right there next, next to Alex. Yeah. Like she was going to get back at George somehow by sleeping with Alex. And I'm yeah, like, that would have been it's a not, that's not, these two things aren't related, Lexi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you. also this, when I thought, I don't know why I thought this was so funny. When um, the wife goes, I'm going to go get some coffee. I assume this is going to take forever. And is he just goes, probably. <laughs> Amazing. Meta. Get out of here, lady. Um, but yeah, I think that was it. Is there anything else you needed to add on about anybody? I'm scrolling through here and I don't I don't think there's any other notes specifically that I wanted to to call out. Um I do want to accentuate that last bar scene where, 
you know, Izzy and Alex kind of have like a weird moment where he's like, there was, there's no one else. There's literally no one else. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed off to where I can't breathe. There's no one else to be mad at except for you. Doesn't justify it. At least he's talking, but it, it doesn't make it okay. And then Derek coming in says, if you ever pull that crap again in one of my, my cases with my patients, yeah. I'll have you both tossed out of the program. Yeah. Dermatology is great. Dr. Pepman is beautiful. And Bailey giving out all of the cases was funny. Also, uh, Izzy decides that she runs the clinic whenever it's convenient for her. Whenever she doesn't yeah. agree with what someone's doing. Like, oh, it's my clinic. Yeah. Okay, Izzy, shut the fuck up. Like, it's fine. Um, And then Callie and Han, just going to reiterate, consensual sex. Love it. There's actually interns in this episode. There but are they don't interns. do anything. Multitudes. There's also other uh, residents, but I've never seen these people before. Yeah, they just brought them in for Bailey to yell at them. Yes, which is hilarious. Love that. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. Duncan was a cute kid. Hopefully, Mr. Grandy is totally recovered and wonderful. And Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And I feel good. Yeah. Predictions? Please. Or do you want to rate it first? We can rate it first. I think it's like, for me, I'm going to say... 3.7. Wow. 3.7. So close. 3.6. Oh, so close. Good though. We're on the same page. I like it when we're on the same page. I feel like it means what, we did a uh, good job. Yeah. 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 What, uh, so what makes it like just under the four mark for you? Um, well, I think for me, it's not that it's under, it's not that it's bad. It's that it just, it went a little for, so for me, like a three is like, this was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's not bad. It's not life changing, but it's there. Um, so for me, it's just a little above that. And it's mainly because of a, it's a great episode for George and B all the stuff in the derm is so funny to me. Like seeing Christina so removed from who she normally is and just like so baffled that people can like feel joy is so funny to me. So, but other than that, there's not like anything crazy other than like the eyeballs. Um, so it's not that it like is missing anything. It just like, it went a little bit above average, but not all the way above average, if that makes sense. No, totally. I get that. I, I think one of the reasons, okay, a spider is literally just fucking decided it's going to fall from the ceiling right in front of my fucking face. And now it's crawling back up. You ever watch a spider just crawl up its web back to the top of the ceiling? I hate it. Okay. I hate it all. But, but rate the episode and then you can go kill it. I already gave it a 3.6. But okay. I think for what one of the things that I would have liked to have seen was them making more of a big deal about Mr. Grandy's tennis or uh, baseball-sized tumor. Yeah, that they was didn't, huge. There was no drama around it. It was just Alex calling in Dr. Shepard and going, look at this thing! Yeah, and multiple times they were like, it's the size of a baseball, size of a grapefruit. It's, I'm like, no one, just, no one is pressed about this. <laughs> and they don't even really call it a tumor. Yeah. I don't think they call it a tumor until he, they're physically talking about it. Because yeah. Alex doesn't say, look at this tumor. He's got a tumor. So, but yeah, 3.6, it's a fine episode. Have, have I ever given an episode a two or a one? No. Even like early days when I didn't realize what, you know, I don't fives think so. were. I don't think you've ever done anything less than a three, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'll have to go back and listen to all our episodes, but 
Anyways, okay, what do you want me to predict? What what predictions can I do for you? Um, well, you've done George and Lexi. You said Lexi will confess feelings in the next three episodes. Callie and Erica are going to have sex and then be together. Um, do you have anything for Alex and Izzy? I think that Alex is finally going to stop his, his dick trend to Izzy. So... I don't think it's going to lead to anything. I hope it doesn't lead to anything. I'm really, I'll be annoyed if it does. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I'm starting to see we've peaked on Alex's dickness, dickishness towards, (laughs) towards Izzy. So he, he will be on the downward trend. I think we're going to see a little bit of good guy, Alex for the next, you know, four or five episodes. Um, okay. And then, um, anything for Christina? Um, nothing, nothing for Christina right now, but she's not going to dermatology. Uh, anything for Meredith and Derek? Yeah, I think they're going to, they're, they're going to be good. Derek's not going to move out anytime soon. Derek's going to be there for a while. I think that next episode may have some points around... Or in the next couple of episodes, we'll see a little bit of conversation around like what Meredith found in the diary, maybe. Um, and maybe it'll lead to some conversations. But I assume in typical Meredith fashion, she's going to bottle it up until she lashes out for some reason and then she'll apologize. So, uh, but I, that's that's really all I have on that. I, I do think that they're she's not going to kick him out. I don't think that they're going to. If If he moves out, it's because they're breaking up. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think that's it right I don't think there's any other predictions I need you to make anything so alrighty thanks for listening guys we appreciate you again feel free to reach out we love chit chatting with everyone and hearing from everyone um, you can email us grazeacademypod at gmail.com you can instagram us at grazeacademypod you can find us on the twitters grazeacademypod you can find our patreon in the episode description and the link tree in our instagram bio but we hope you have a great week, a great springtime. We hope everybody had a delightful Mother's Day, celebrating however you want to or not want to. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, you can buy me flowers for your Mother's Day, and I will take them, and it would mean the world to me. But uh, take a selfie with me, say hello, follow us on Instagram, but definitely do not spoil anything. No spoilies. No spoilies ever, and we'll see you all in the next one.